I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Okay, welcome back to another episode of It's the Journey. Today, we get to dive into the life and journey of my amazing friend, Shirley Moran. Uh, I, I, saw, I saw Shirley's quote that, uh, quote that she had on Facebook, and it says, it's not happy people who are thankful, it's thankful people who are happy. And that really, as soon as I read that, I'm like, that's super Shirley. She's a happy, joyful person. Just one of those people that when you're around, you can actually just feel this energy and joy and passion for life. And she's got this just ginormous heart and spirit that really, you can feel it exuding from her in a really fun way. She's enthusiastic and excited. And you can tell she's, even though she does awesome and amazing fun things in life, she's always so genuinely interested and excited in what others are doing. And it's so fun to be around her. Um, I love her energy and curiosity, and you're going to love her too. So with all that, let's meet Shirley. Shirley, welcome. Hello, Carmel. <laughs> welcome. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, and thank you very much for, for the invitation. I'm super excited to share a little bit of me with you and with your audience, and thanks again. Yes, no, absolutely. Thank you for joining me. And uh, as you know, like the whole concept of It's the Journey was about looking at people's lives and stories, and um, it was just an extension of what I tried to write about in my book, where I was really writing my personal story about growth and things that helped me along the way. And when I finished it, I just... I was, I was curious about diving into that with other people, and I've been, I don't know, I've been doing it since January. I've been having tons and tons of fun, and so it's always fun when I'm like, oh, surely it would be awesome. And it's, I was so happy you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I think we all have different journeys, and learning about others' journeys most of the time for me has has played out as helping me navigate my own journey. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You, everybody has different uh, tools that they use along the way, and whenever you realize those tools are out there for you, you're able to add them to your tool, to your own toolkit. Absolutely, even if yeah, even sometimes you'll get I'll learn something that I, I might start uh, remember something that someone told me when I was a kid. You're like, ah, oh, that's what they meant. Oh, okay, that 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 makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so super fun. Well. Um, and again, you know, especially now with people, you know, we're we're a year into this crazy COVID thing, and people are struggling. And so, I've I've one of the things I've been trying to do is just pull out, give people more tools to help them through this because this is the first global collective crisis yes. most people alive have ever lived through. I mean, unless you were old enough to, I do know some people that were children. <laughs> <laughs> during the last <laughs> pandemic. And, yeah, no. <laughs> but but uh, there's not many people that, that have lived through that. But all of us will live through crises in our life. Losing, Absolutely. Losing someone, breakups, whatever. So 
the more tools we have, the better. So, um, so with you and your story, you've got a you you know, grew up in Mexico City, right? Correct. So, and then, and then somehow you got here and I want to talk about like, what, 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 what is your journey? Like, what was it like growing up there? Uh, how you got here? What was it? What was that like? What have you learned and how have you grown through all those fun things? So, yeah, absolutely. Again, I can totally share um, a little about my journey. Um, it's been a very, very fun journey, I should say. And something like the first thing that I can tell you about my journey is the worst part, like the the worst part of struggles or the worst times, like while I was living there, they felt eternal. Like I thought they were gonna last forever. And I felt like I was drowning and that everything was awful. And just after I overcome like overcame them, I was like, well, that was just a second. It yeah. wasn't that bad. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the, like, the first things that I've noticed right now. Like People are making a big deal about everything that's what's going on. Like, oh, we're all isolated. We're all, kids are losing classes. This is going to last forever. And then in one year, like even by the end of this year, people will be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It was just a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's just funny. And, and that has happened to me. And I see it happening like, to everybody. We're just like very uh, focused and, and self-centered and just thinking about our, our own struggles without noticing that life, everybody has struggles and everybody just keeps walking. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world for sure. Yeah. So um, talking a little bit about my journey, I was born and raised in Mexico City. Um, I lived there until I was 30 years old. So that's four years ago. And I was, I mean, I love Mexico City. Mexico City, it's such, it's a city that has 22 million people. Uh, it's huge. Wait, 22 of, million? Yes. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia was way wrong. <laughs> they said nine. So, wow. Yeah. Like uh, the metro area is like San Luis. Like oh, okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't remember, but the metro area of San Luis is 3 million. True. So, okay. Like there the you metro go. area of Mexico wow. City is 22 million. That's yeah, insane. so it's crazy. Like it's in territory, it's smaller uh, than Missouri, and in inhabitants, it's twenty-two million people. So just imagine, like every house having five houses on top. So wow. everything grows up. It's like there's no way to grow out. So everything just needs to be stacked, and people, it's just one shoulder against the other one. So I think living in, uh, growing up, and living in such a vibrant and cool city just teach you a lot of other different things. And for me, it is um, the thing that I like the most about Mexico City is how many options you have. It gave me the opportunity to get exposed to so many, like so many different um, approaches to art. So we have concerts, we have um, concerts like big bands, all the big bands come to Mexico City, like rock, pop, whatever you want. Uh, we have a palace of fine arts and there, there are performances like typical, like dancing performance, ballet, um, opera, whatever you want. Like it's top notch. Wow. It's beautiful. It's deep. It's all like, it, there's always something happening. Mexico city. It's uh, from Mexico. Uh, one of the, well, the city that has the most uh, museums. And I think in Latin America is the city that has the most museums. So we have like 100 museums. Holy so, cow. 
I know. So every weekend, like you can go to a different museum, learn a different thing. There are tons of sport events. So like you're never bored. Like for sure, there's something there out <laughs> to do any day of the week. Like you don't even have to wait for the weekend. So and it's ancient. It's yeah. It's ancient. Yeah. yeah. It's just a clash of new and old. And if you go to the, to downtown, for example, you, well, I, I'll tell you a little bit about the, the story of this, of, of Mexico City. Uh, Mexico City was an Aztec uh, city. It was founded by the Aztecs. And then uh, they were the biggest civilization in, in Central, in North and Central America. And I'm going to explain a little bit North America. It's from, uh, it's considered from Mexico and above in like in regular terms. Okay, okay. So, um, and Central America goes from Mexico and down. Okay. And then South America. So that's basically how America, the continent. <laughs> is broken up, yep. Is broken <laughs> yeah. up, yeah. For, for those that, that uh, need a little bit of, of geography uh, refresher. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, it, it was one of the biggest uh, civilizations and the most ancient civilization. And they would fight and they were warriors. But they would fight and kill and be like tough. They were tough guys. Yeah. For sure. And then the Spaniards came and the Spaniards just conquered and um, well, mostly kill everybody. And the ones they didn't kill, they um, wanted partially to convert them to capitalism. So um, that was one of one of the things. And to convert to capitalism, of course, you need to erase all the other things they that they were around. Mm-hmm. So um, Mexico City was actually over a lake, and so it's all water and mud. It's like a Florida. Okay. So it's muddy and like water underneath. And then um, the Spaniards were just like, okay, it doesn't matter. We're just going to build a city on top of it. <laughs> right. and, like temples were there and they just built a whole city on top of it. Oh. So now you can go to the, like to downtown and you can see like they make some excavations and you can see underneath like our biggest church, like temples. Wow. And you can see the reminiscence of those constructions uh, from the, the, the ethic times. So, that's just uh, a, a lot of a lot of fun, uh, and there obviously where we had different uh, different governments after we got our independence, and so we have different styles. When the Spaniards were there, like we have constructions like that are super cool, like the Palace of Fine Arts is just like beautiful, and we, like they're old, and it's it's a little bit of like Europe, a little like, yeah. You, all and new and things are just blending together and creating all this beauty around the city that you like it's it's really fun to watch <laughs> no i i believe and there's the little bit i've seen it i started looking into that before the show i'm like i want to i want to go see all that because it's there's parts that looked super modern and then there were cathedrals that looked yeah like something from the old world and then ancient aztec temples yeah. Like all mixed, all mixed together. And there are like old pyramids, like you you have here, the um, Hockey Mounds. Like we have our own Hockey Mounds in the middle of the city too. So there's a lot going on for sure yeah. in terms of architecture, in terms of culture, in terms of of food, in terms of art. It's just a super vibrant and and fun city. 
Um, I'm going to have to say that that I've discovered now that I've moved in, uh, to America that we don't have a lot of uh, diversity. So we are, and that's funny because people are very curious whenever they come to Mexico. And this is this is something that that it's very important for me. Like they would make comments like, oh, there are a lot of white people here. And I'm like, Okay, one, why are we talking about, like, in, in Mexico, you will never hear people talking about race, ever. Okay, really? And we consider it rude. Yeah. So, like, people making observations about races in Mexico, like, what color they are, it's just, it was very uncomfortable for me at the very beginning. Wow, when I okay. Hearing those kind of things. Because here, like, people say white all the time, or black, or Latino, or, and those, like, those things doesn't exist and they were brand new for me. So I would get offended when people will come and say, oh, people are very white here. And I'm like, and I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Like what, or number one, what do you mean? Like, what does that question entail? Mm -hmm. And number two, what did you expect? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) What was your idea of Mexico? Mm -hmm. So that, that, that is funny too. People in Mexico, as I said, uh, whenever the the Spaniards came, like there was a big mix of of, of those two races, like um, American um, Indian American, mm-hmm. and that that are, they're not the same. The Indians did, that that were on the north, right. but they were they were native to right. to Central America. So and whenever um, Spaniards came, it was uh, there was this mix, and then in Mexico we have all these shades. We're all, we, they're not different race because we're all mestizo. Mestizo, it's um, the mix of those two races. Mestizo? Like mis- mestizo. Like mista? Uh-huh. Okay, mixed. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, the melting mix, pot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the mix of the two, uh, of the Aztecs and Spaniards. Okay. So they, those two mix and we all come from the same place. Awesome. So. <laughs> so, and, and one thing I've, I've always found curious that I didn't learn till later in life is how because you grew up you know grow up in growing up in America you go to American schools and you, you learn American history and you don't realize that history is taught differently in different countries even if it's rough even if certain things are roughly the same it's taught from yeah. a different perspective and a different you know what's important and so I didn't learn till I went to Europe how most of the history I learned was just if we learned something about European history, it was about it was because the schools or textbooks thought it was important to the American origin story. <laughs> so, like, we learned a little bit about Spain and what they, you know, where they settled and the British and what they settled and the French and how they did whatever they did. And but then we learned nothing about maybe the Austrians until World War II, or right, right? you know, you don't really. Um, and then, but then I know, you know, with my Italian friends, you learn about, wow, their history goes back to the Romans and the Greeks, and they learn all this yeah. different world history, and then it's different for each culture. So I was always curious, well, how do, and I haven't had a chance to talk to friends in Canada, but like how, yeah, what is your kind of story of life and thoughts about Spain arriving and is there... What is what is the what is that story? Of? Yeah, what's our take? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it like? Think, yeah, because I mean, it is because you're 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 you're. It's being taught to a group of people that are that now are, are in assimilation of the two cultures, and th- and ter- terrible things happened. So yeah, 
was just curious. And I think um, it's uh, it's it's very uh, fact oriented. So there's not much uh, passion like judgment. or okay. judgment or anything. Okay. Like we know uh, whenever they came, like the Spaniards came, they brought a lot of diseases and that killed a ton of people in the beginning. Like they were, uh, um, Aztecs were like just depressed and tortured sometimes and like things like that. But it's, we never, there are no villains. Okay. Okay, yeah, this is just this. Yeah, this is what happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a theme. A lot of times, I think Americans want to always figure out who is the bad guy. Like, There's always a bad guy, right? Who is the and bad America guy? America is always a good guy. Exactly. Who's the bad guy? <laughs> when they look at like, you know, uh, Rome. Well, they were obviously the bad guys because they because they won, and it's like, well, yeah. they in the beginning they were getting their butts kicked by other people, and then they got better at it. And yeah, they did horrible things, but. Like you said, it's just like that's what the word. It's the fact. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And we don't we don't learn like there, we we never uh, hold grudges against Spaniards or thought that uh, like it was all wrong. Like we were kids, we learned the facts, yeah. and that was pretty much it. Okay. Whenever you keep growing, like you start understanding some of the things, and you keep investigating by yourself, and you start learning that maybe that wasn't the best choice at the time, and maybe we should have not. Uh, taking it like, oh, they're just bringing us to the new and modern, like modern, like world. Like mm-hmm. maybe we that wasn't like cool. Yeah, but, I mean that's just whenever you grow up, you start taking uh, you through information, you start taking sides, and you start learning, like putting your own opinions and feelings into things. So right, right. that happens later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, and then I just and then what is the is there like a a thought of like any kind of connection to Spain still? Like, oh, well, are we we're connected with them somehow? We have some shared No. No. It's, What's, no. Nope, like, it's we like, totally broke with them and like, Benito. Like yeah, and Benito 100% because we fought a war of independence. Okay. So whenever we got our independence, it was like, okay, it was more more or less like American and British. Like, oh, there's your crown, there's your stuff, we're not going to pay you anymore, and right. we're on our own. Ciao. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's pretty much like American and British. Perfect, okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, wow, so, that's, yeah. So, that's, so you grew up in this awesome, vibrant, huge, yes. m- but modern, but also you've got ancient, ancient, ancient uh, temples, and then, centuries old cathedrals and uh things that the spaniards built uh so you grew up around all this amazing stuff correct okay and um i was um i i had like was having a lot of fun i was i studied um my bachelor in communications and then I had a master's in marketing and then i went through a leadership program uh that was just like a cool, very cool thing that that I was go. It I was going. I was starting my leadership program, like a master's in, in leadership, and it was September two thousand eighteen. Okay. And I remember precisely the date. It was September second, two thousand eighteen, and no, that was whenever I was get when I got married. It was two thousand. I believe. Yes, 16. Okay. So I was um I was on Tinder and 
there was a cute guy that just messaged me and said, we match. And he <laughs> said, uh, why don't, um, this is, today's my, I'm living on Sunday. This was a Friday. He was like, I'm living on Sunday. Uh, your hair is super cute. You have a great smile. Uh, I would have loved to meet you in person. Uh, I'm leaving, but just wanted to drop this. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Obviously, everything in English, and it was Amer- an American guy. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, mm, it's Friday. I'm at home doing nothing. I don't have plans for the weekend. Well, I, w- like, I work like crazy. Like in Mexico, work is just crazy. Like you work normally 10 to 12 hours and that's really normal wow. so my weekends were just like i want to rest and i want to do nothing yeah so we were texting and i was like well I, it's friday night why don't we meet on sunday on saturday night for dinner i was like well i'll text him and I said why don't we meet tomorrow for dinner he was like uh okay well that would be great where can we meet and i was like me no i'll pick you up and like, <laughs> yeah. take him to the restaurant because like that was just my regular thought like i was just like why and, like taking that's another thing right using public transportation in mexico it's like not for there's a lot of classism so if you can't afford a car you will never use public transportation okay. it's not europe yeah. like it's it's more like, that's or, a more of an american thing too except in yes. bigger cities chicago new york yeah Exactly. It's like here. Okay. It's like I would have come to St. Louis and I would have been like, oh, where can I, where can we meet you? Like, where can I meet you? I'll take the metro away. And he would have been like, <laughs> I'll pick you up. No, right? right? So I said, I'll pick you up. And he was like, well, uh, oh, American guy going to Mexico City, like drugs, like <laughs> He thought he was going to be abducted. <laughs> you know, all the like news flash, right? Yep, yep. He was like, well, maybe I shouldn't jump into next stranger's but you seem nice. I guess it's fine. He said that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty honest. And I was like, don't worry. I'll take care of you. <laughs> now, that means said, two things, right? I could yes. take yeah, take and care of he, you or... <laughs> and then he turned around and he said, uh, who knows? I might end up taking care of you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> second day texting whenever I read that line like everything changed I was like what is he talking about like it just like I don't know it, <laughs> it broke down my shield right. I was like this is a cool guy I like him so like it, that line was crazy and I always tell him that that was a line that just made me think that something could happen yeah we went out I picked him up we went out for dinner we had a well, he doesn't drink, so we had a couple of drinks, and that was it. The day that he was like, Okay, I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, do you think I can have your phone? Like, would you give me your number? And before him, I was in a long distance relationship for a year with a Mexican guy that lives in London, and it was awful and it broke my heart, and yeah. it was terrible. And I was like, so, like, whenever that relationship ended, I was like, I'm not going in a long-distance relationship ever again in my life. It was the most painful experience. And I was like, no, no, I won't give you my phone number. What do you want it for? <laughs> and like, well, I mean, we can text and be friends. I'm like, you live in St. Louis. Like, yeah. like what? <laughs> you, did, could you identify where it was on the map at that point? 
Yeah, yeah, because my brother lives in Memphis. So okay, okay. I, I, went, I came here before meeting. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, there's no chance I'm going to St. Louis ever. There's no chance you're coming back. Like, you already, like, visited the city, know what it is about. You're not coming. Back. Yeah. So there's no point, right? And I was like, oh, yes. Um. Well, okay. It was great meeting you. Have a great life. And I said, have a great life. And we left. Wow. So... That was Saturday. And then Sunday morning, um, before I, like, on Tinder, you can just, like, unmatch. And you'll never see that person again. Okay. So I left my phone number. I made my, my I was like, okay, let's try. I left my phone number and I unmatched him. So there was no way I could hear from here ever, ever again. Yeah, you threw it, threw it out there and then yes. cut the cord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's something romantic about that. That's super sweet. <laughs> like you've like yeah, you, yeah uh, okay like this is like yeah I send a, a little uh, dove to send a message and the dove just it, would be out there. perfect so um, after a while like he he texted me we started texting for a couple of weeks and then on September fifteenth I was going it's Mexico's Independence Day so we always have like big holiday and days off and that. So I was going to Chicago with my family. We had a plan, like we had a trip planned to Chicago and we were going to spend there um, a week just hanging around, visiting, uh, having fun. And he texted me, he said, oh, um, do you think, like, are, you, are you still planning on going to Chicago? And I was like, yeah, we're, we're still going. Oh, do you think I can come meet you up there? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to be there with my family and that means that we are together all day long. So I don't have any spare time to go on a date with you. But if you want to join us, like we'll be touristing, like doing museums and eating. So you can come along if you want. And I was like, sure, I'll come. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was throwing it out there because like, it's not my You thought you were going to scare him. Like, yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, well, if yeah. he's like brave enough, he won't come and then that will be it. And then he was, no, I'll come. Now I had another problem. Like, how am I going to tell my family an American guy is coming to visit me to Chicago? Like, I have no way to explain this. Yes. <laughs> so I told my family, oh, a friend is coming tomorrow to 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 just spend the day with us. Oh, he's Mexican? Uh, no. Oh, he's American. Yes. Oh, does he speak Spanish? No. <laughs> like every question, just like it was like cold water, like like realizing what am I doing? Here. Right. So like he came along. I in fact like my brother uh, lives in Memphis with my uh, sister-in-law and my nephew. So they're completely bilingual. My brother, my other brother speaks um, some English, like good English. And then my mom doesn't speak English at all. So it was like all of us and there was an opportunity to sit together, eat pizza, and, like, for them to talk a little. And, like, Dean had this, like, photos from the 80s with his family, like, those old Walmart photos, like, where, where all your family is on it. And my mom had those, too. So they started exchanging photos, like, very embarrassing photos from the 80s, like, all families. <laughs> they wouldn't speak the language, but they were just laughing about how silly and stupid we look on those photos. That's fantastic. So that was a great bonding. And after that, that we went on a date and Dean was very clear. He was like, I don't want to spend 
uh, my I am old enough to know what I want and what I like, and I don't want to spend any time or money or energy in someone that it's not committed to being in a like committed relationship and to put all their energy into this. So I'm willing to, and if you're willing to, we can do this. I'm I'm sure we can make this work out. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, I want to talk to you on the phone once a week, have uh, a couple of days a week. I want to do FaceTime once a week. I want to text back and forth every day, like if we were in the same city. And I can come visit you in Mexico at least once a month. Wow. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a commitment, man. That's Two awesome. Weeks after we met. Yeah. And this was our second date. Wow. I was like, well, this is serious. And I like this. And I like stability. And I like commitment. And I like this guy. Like, he knows how I feel. He knows how passionate I am about my career. He knows how passionate I am about my family. He, it's very evident that I'm very attached to my family. He's here with me. He sees me interact with them. And they're like, the most important thing for me. So if this worked out and if he's okay with this, then we can make it work. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little bit of the story of, of why. Uh, How you ended after, up here. Yes. So after a year of dating, he said, um, are you looking into moving here? And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Do I have to propose for you to do that? <laughs> and I was like, well, that would be a good start. Like, how do, why am I going to start looking into moving if we are not even engaged? Like, yeah. Like, okay. And then a month later, we got engaged. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, of course, like, my, I work in marketing. Marketing, like, translates in every language in every country. Um, I... I know enough English to, I know enough English back then to get around, of course. I'm, I'm improving, but I've improved a lot since I moved here. So I think it made more sense for, for us to, to, for me to move here and for us to live here. Um, I know he feels very strong about Mexico and I know Mexico is always on the table if we want to move back. So that was also a, a thing that was very important for me to not absolutely block it and say this is our new life and this is America and we're part of it yeah but to understand that now and I think that's a very important thing for me we understand that we are in a marriage that it's bicultural marriage so we embrace traditions from both cultures we celebrate and and try to foster both cultures in in, in our house so that is just very important for me I love it I love it there's a, so, <clears throat> so many fun uh instances there where you both kind of followed your instincts and weren't afraid to try something new and afraid to take a chances afraid to take chances and that led you yeah it led you to, to meet meeting this guy and then eventually ending up here in st louis yeah i love it and i think like what you mentioned is what i was gonna tell you at the beginning um i think for me the and I've realized this, of course, now that I move, but in my professional life and now with, with this COVID situation, I think adaptability is the, it has been my, my number one strength and the thing that, have, that has let me do all the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like being able to adapt from one thing to another, to be, to, because 
it's so uncomfortable. Like change is so hard and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you have to be very vulnerable to embrace change. Yeah. So it's not easy and it's not fun, but once you embrace change, like you stretch so much that you end up being like, you go out from that situation being three or four times smarter and stronger than before. It's just impressive. Yeah. Well, adaptability and your willingness to open this open-mindedness. I mean, there's one of the things, St. Louis has a lot of nice things, but one of the things that drives me nuts is sometimes the small-mindedness of like uh, the whole, I don't know if the whole, where did you go to high school kind of thing and people, you know, people sizing you up based on where you grew up or this or that and the other. And may, you know, I've, I've heard people say they wouldn't date someone because they went to this high school versus that high school. Um, and, or people that are not, not just St. Louisans, but people in general that might be afraid to, to go someplace new or say yes to, to, to traveling some, but saying yes to, to dating someone from a whole nother culture and then integrating that and, and mixing that. So like, what is it maybe about, was it, was it, do you think that the, <clears throat> something from your family or just Mexico City itself opened you, opened your mind and, and mindset to being adaptive to other, other cultures and being like, oh, this is, this is okay. Or this is, this sounds fun or interesting. Yeah. Um, I have that very, very clear. And it was my dad. Um, I was in college, I think my third year of college. And there was an opportunity, like the school was, uh, had like, I don't know, like this programs to go to other schools, like internationally. And there was a summer program that, that they came to like our classroom and like, this is happening over the summer. It's in London. So, and so it would be super fun for you guys. And I can like, I was like, this sounds fun. I'm going to ask my dad. And I was like, dad, this is going on. Is this a program? Uh, my dad, like my dad was super strict. Like he will never even let us go on vacation on vacation with friends. Like no vacations with friends ever. Okay. No sleep buffers. Like we were in a very, very like um walled uh house. Okay. So I was like, my dad will never let me go to London by All the way myself. to London, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but like my my dad was part of the Opus Day. I don't know if you know that. It's like a the Catholic uh, association, and like it's like Jesuit okay. or like something like that. Okay. So the school where the college I studied college in that school because my dad was part of that, and he was like, you can choose whatever uh, major you want as long as you go there. So and he paid for that, so I was totally okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is fun. I'll take that. So the school, like the other schools around the world were also part of this Catholic association. I see. So that made sense to me. I was like, well, he'll think, oh, I'm going to, with the school and they will have strict rules. They didn't at all. Right. He will think that, right? <laughs> right. And I was like, dad, this is, a, here's an opportunity to go to London over the summer. It's with the school. Like there will be teachers there and so and so. He was like, fun. Come up with it. X, Y, I can't remember how much was And he was like, well, it's a little like high, but I think we can work it out. My mom was like, what is going on? I was like, this is not my dad. Something's wrong. And then my mom years later told me like uh, how important it was like for my dad. He passed away uh, six years ago. Oh. But like, I didn't know, like he would never 
tell us things. And my mom would now tell us that that's why we all started going to uh, English classes very young. That's why he was like, he always took us in vacation, like to different parts of the, like the world. Like we went to Europe and like a couple of times to see different countries. And like this thing of going to London, like he was always trying to push us out of our comfort zone and to make us realize that there was a world out there for us and we should go out and try it out. So cool. Yeah. So So that that experience helped open your mind up to… Totally. Okay. How long were you there? It was just… A summer. Yeah, a summer. It was just crazy for me. And like, obviously, my dad, like knowing English for my dad was so important that… Well, he he travel around for because of his job, but he wouldn't like understand a lot. So I think he thought it was a barrier for him. So whenever we were kids, like he tried for us to learn English very young, so that wouldn't be a barrier for us to know the world. So cool. So it's so like it's awesome, and I I am forever thankful for that. But those I, little things that you hate as a kid, then you know, you don't realize the value they have. Yeah, no, I love. I didn't know you had that experience, and that's that's super similar to the experience I had when I went to Stuttgart, Germany. I I was studying German, and my I I didn't think my mom would let me go either. And I don't know that she, I don't. She never really explained her mindset about why she let me do it or why she was why she encouraged me. But um, that that experience opened my mind up to to how big the world is and what it's yeah. like living in other cultures and trying to learn to adapt to other cultures. And which is what I was, I was talking about earlier that um, with you before the, before the, before the call that, that, <clears throat> that experience I've had of traveling and living in cultures that are very different than what I grew up experiencing helped me adapt with what we're going through now. And yeah. I was I was curious, yeah, if you if you had that same, we we talked a little bit about that, but yeah, that same that same kind of mindset or feeling. Yeah, and I think that to me, COVID times are just a second place, like a second role, uh, um, like the living again. Whenever I move here, like the feeling of isolation, mm-hmm. like it was the same feeling of isolation of com- moving to a new country where you don't know anybody. And yeah. you don't know the culture and you're just by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it wasn't COVID times, I felt exactly the same way. And I feel more protected and I feel more in touch with people now during COVID than whenever I moved here. Wow. Three years ago. So, like, people think that this is isolation, that this feels horrible, that you miss, like, your family. Try moving to a different country. It's three times worse than COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's... Yeah, like I'm gonna say, like some of my friends are like, "Oh, it should be like you move to the U.S. That should be super fun. Like everything you have there, like Target, of course, and things like stupid things." And I'm like, "Yeah, try to do it yourself. It's very, very rough and very, very painful. Mm -hmm. And I like I don't regret a, a second, but." If I would have known how hard, like there's, I see on the internet, I try Googling things right now and there's a lack of information of how painful the process is that I think people jump into it blindsided. Yeah. And you came into it knowing the language very well. 
Right, right. Yes. You're like you had, a, you had a good grasp of English. I mean, yes. I think about people all the time that come here. That my grandparents didn't know English. They they lived here 50 years and 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 it was still broken English in in Sicilian. And so, no, and yeah. like I am here. Like I came on a visa. I went through a process. There's people here that didn't come with visas, mm-hmm. and they're just and they don't have like the economic like money opportunities that I have. Like they're just in situations that are so hard. Like I, I volunteer and I'm on, I'm the vice president of the board of an association that's called Lolly's Place. It's an after school tutoring program. And 80% of the kids we have are Latino and they come because their parents, they live in Spanish speaking households. Their parents don't know English and they cannot help with conference. Wow. Wow. So these kids are just learning by themselves at school. They come to this after-school tutoring program. We help them with like homework because there's no one to model like English at home. They don't know how to pronounce words. They don't use it. Like they're be- they're they speak Spanish at home, so they're behind like two or three years in reading homework. That it's one hour. It takes them four hours. It's because yeah, they're just struggling. It's painful. Yeah. No, that's that's a really cool thing that you're doing because that, that's a <clears throat> that whole yeah, lo- moving and being in a different culture. I've never lived anywhere longer than maybe a, a couple months in another country, but it um, and it was sort of a it was different than actually living than living there, you know, my my situations. But so I but I can I can somewhat understand the difficulty. But going someplace and not knowing the language and trying to raise children and and then you're just trying to make a living and hoping that your kids pick up enough of the language to get by that would be i think yeah i think what like and i always say this example whenever i talk about my experience like even getting a like a driver's license or and like those are the things that no one helps you navigate. Like I'm married to Dean, you know him, he's American. He's been living in San Luis all his life. But how, like, where's the DMV? Like, what, how do, do I get a driver's license? What test, like, what, what's the test about? Like, trash, what days trash come around? How mm-hmm. can I get a trash can yeah. from the city? Like, living, like, there's so many rules and complexities about living in this country that are just natural because you grew up here and you know that how things go like all these things are new to every person that comes around yeah well some things are complicated in your own language and culture so i mean i professionally i'm a financial advisor and i work with people that are that are experts at whatever they do and very very successful but they may not understand some things that are very basic about how bank the banking system works and how what is what how a certificate deposit why does a certificate deposit work like what is it what is it you know or checking or tax 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 question things so I, I've thought about that as I've thought about living in different cultures one day or different countries one day like Italy and like all these things I know about our tax system and and, and money don't apply in the same way over there. I've Uh people over there have asked me what I do. I try to explain it. And they're like, well, we don't have someone that does that because they have a totally different system, you know? And so, yeah. So even like I, I, I'm an expert at some of these things in with, with understanding them in as an American in our American system. But just even if you had all the vocabulary going to a different country, it's like, well, the rules are, very different and how to navigate it 
navigating the DMV can be complicated as an American. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Everything is hard, and like I always say, like even whenever I move here, like. I had to rediscover everything. Like, what brand of cheese do I like? What brand of lotion? Like, what shampoo should I buy? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing translates. Like, going to Target would take me two hours to see. Well, what's the label on this? Like, I don't like <laughs> right. trying milk, trying cereal. Like, I had to try everything again and <laughs> understand and decide what I like. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, I, I one thing I've learned, I love going to grocery stores when I travel now. Because you're like, it's like a shock to your brain. Right. Like, it's so different. Like, what, what, what is that? What is that food product? <laughs> you know, the goat milk? Awesome. I'll try that. You I know? know. And you're like, okay, I'm on vacation. Like, I can have this thing. If you buy the wrong one, like, it's, it's just a, a week or it's just a month. Yeah. I'll go back when you're to living the regular. there. You cannot go back to your regular. You have to get used to whatever, like, you decide. So you have to trial and error every, like, thing again mm-hmm. to make sure you. Find what you like. Yeah, getting a haircut. You know, yes. I've talked. Oh, on, that was tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the, like learning. Like I don't know. Like so, you just discover how quickly. I've talked about this on several different episodes about people ask me, "Are you fluent?" And it's like it drives me nuts because like there's always another there's always another pocket of of vocabulary or special words and phrases for something that you may have never studied. You know, like yeah. I I have a degree in German literature. But I, I've never gone and gotten my hair cut in Germany. So I'd have to think through, do I know all the words to like, how do I, how would I say, I don't know the word for bangs or, yeah. or sideburns or, you know, like, like, I know. like, it's like you're like, I, I, you know, so there's, oh yeah, there's, you always, you'll, no matter how, no matter what your level is, you'll find yourself in a, a new situation where you're like, I don't, you're at a doctor and you're like, oh shoot, I don't know. How, how do I say meniscus in German or Italian or English or whatever? Yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Um, Whenever I started work, like it took me so long. Like even now, I see I struggle whenever I write emails. Like because my at the level I am, like the expectation is I would have a very like high vocabulary. Like you do, I, yeah. I cannot I cannot speak like a teenager. Right. Right, and I cannot. Like the level of words that are expected from me at my work Mm -hmm. are, I'm not quite there yet. And I have to study a lot and modeling. It's a lot like something that's very important. Like whenever I read the emails that my boss sends out, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a word. And I know what that means. Yeah. This is a whole new concept. Mm -hmm. So I'm How to phrase this or get to get that point across. That's. Uh With just one word, instead of using a phrase to just express that. Mm -hmm. So I'm still struggling with that. I think um, I thought I was fluent. I think you're fluent, but then you're fluent on, I can get around fluently. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm fluent to perform a job. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different story. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's always different levels, you know, like it's pretty easy to get to the point where you can go on vacation and ask where's the museum and what time is it and where's the bathroom. You can get that pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, to be able to work, I I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable applying for a job in Germany, even though I studied for eight years. I think I could get there. I, I Probably where you were when you came here, I think with a couple solid years of, I, I could be there. I could be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's always fun. and so, um, but so there's something in you that has that adaptability, and and even though you've 
you went through all this experience or something in you that that um can tolerate or thrive on that and and yeah, yeah. and i think um to me um, and I think you, it, it was very funny whenever I was listening to to what you were saying uh, about me whenever you introduced me. But I think curiosity for me it's huge. Like I know there's so much out there to learn, and I'm curious and I'm wanting and always looking for learning new things. Yes. So I think that it's just very important. Like understand that you will never be an expert on anything, but you have the ability to keep growing and keep learning. And if you like you, if you push yourself, then it will be less painful that someone else pushing you. Mm-hmm. Cause life will always push you to learn new things. So yes. why don't make it easier on yourself and try to do it by yeah. yourself? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, you've, and I think you've got that. Yeah. I'm glad that resonated with you because that's the, that's the sense I always got that you are genuinely curious and you're, and that curiosity leads to your learning and your curiosity. I think generally people that are curious are open-minded because they're like, they're, they want to know, like, well, I don't know about this. Tell, tell me or help inform me. And then those, those new, that new information, you know, creates new connections in our brains and, yes. you know. <laughs> you're smarter. Like the more you hear about other people and also, um, I think there's another part to it that it's um, kindness and respect. And I think for relation, creating relationships is very important. Like I thrive uh, whenever I'm around people that I like. So that is the way I get my energy from. And I think being, um, we are all very different and we're all very interesting in very different ways. So finding that thing that makes another person passionate, it's just like whenever I feel like, oh, this is awesome. Like I got to learn what you're passionate about and what you can, what you enjoy talking about. And whenever you find that joy in someone else, like conversations are beautiful. Yes. Because you're not just talking like, and this is a small talk. I need to fill this space. I need to keep talking because you know, there's silence. Like, yeah, it I sure is hot, isn't it? I don't it? know what to do. <laughs> like, people make conversations for several reasons. And I just make conversations to, like, have fun and, like, listen from the heart from the other person. Yes. Whenever they talk about what they like, that's when that sparks happen for mm-hmm. me. No, I, I just love listening. Yeah, and I th- I think it's if you're not if you're not a if you're not curious and open and interested, traveling in another country and culture is hard, because then you're comparing, you're constantly comparing. My my guest Nadine talked about that when she traveled in Indonesia. She's like how different it was. She goes, you can't you can't keep comparing it to the way it is where you lived or where you grew up. You got to just like, this is, this is, this is it. This is what we do here. And, uh, but instead if, of comparing, I think the important part is understanding why they do that. Yeah. Like what's in the culture? Like, why do they think taking a bath in the like river will make them more powerful or will, like what's there in the culture that like leads them to do this? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's fascinating. It's, yeah, it's just, okay. So. Um, so yeah, I was curious. Yeah, you've got this. You get this natural curiosity, and that's that's sounds like it's not it 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 gives you energy, like to like to learn about what someone's passionate about or whatever. And yeah. yes, okay. Um, 
well, it's been really cool here. And like, I didn't, I didn't know all the, I knew all, didn't know all the bits and pieces of how you actually ended up here with, you know, with Dean, who is an amazing person. I love him uh, too. And um, so, thank you for sharing all that. I was curious, just how, you know, you know you, what were your experiences that then translated to you living here and what that was like for you. Um, and then, yeah, how, how that helped you not only through what we're going through now, but that it's, it's a skill set that will help you no matter what happens in life. Right. Absolutely. Like once you go through an experience like that, then you're ready for any experience that it's similar to that one, because mm-hmm. you like, you have to be able to learn from experience and especially from hard moments and then apply them to the good. Yeah. And it's one thing, it's like it, having tools and strategies doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that something's not hard. It's just you've got you've got more things to help yourself with as you get through it, or right. or or and and you just have more frames of reference. Like I've had I've had some friends, almost not friends, but just people I know that just like, well, I, I'm you know this isn't easy for me like it is for you. Like there's days where there's like this just really sucked. And like, yeah. yeah, I miss I miss seeing my friends. I miss going places, and I miss. I hate that my sons don't get to go to school and see their friends, you know. Um, but we're, but it, I think I don't know if I mentioned this, but there was there was a point early on where I just told the guys, I'm like, I, I just had this overwhelming feeling that's similar to the way when we travel, and like, well, like when you're in a different country, and like you said, you, they don't the milk's all different, the cereal's all different. Like, well, this is just how it is here. And I told my guys that I'm like, I just feel like we we woke up and we're in the same house, but everything's different. And this is this is just how it is now. We order our food online and we can't we go see people and we gotta wear masks and those are the customs that we're living with right now, <laughs> right now. And that that kind of helped me somehow to like Absolutely. Yeah. And like I just what you were saying about about how this experience inform your your experiences in the future like that the leadership program i went through they call it a gymnasium of making decisions Mm. so what they do is they throw you a ton of cases of to know how would like to train your brain to make decisions and then they tell you this would have been the best decision because a b and c okay so the more you leave like your brain it's trained to make the best decisions based on experience. So the more experiences you are aware of or you expose to your, yourself to, it, it's just a training from your for your brain to make the best decisions when you encounter that that situation again. I love that. I love that. So, uh, so are there anything? Any other like maybe key philosophies or thought processes or life? You know, just your, your the way you think about life that that you think would be helpful for people as we uh, make our way past this craziness? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you, you look into my Facebook and look at my, at my phrase. Um, I, I think it's very, I don't know, uh, in, at home, like with Dean, it's sometimes difficult to understand the, the thankfulness part of it. I think whenever you live in a first world country, is you think that you are that you have to have all the things and all the opportunities that you, because you're entitled to. Mm-hmm. Because you're an individual that lives like here and things should just be thrown at me and opportunities should just be thrown at me. Every year from an underdeveloped the, developed country, 
you know how hard it is to fight for things and you fight for things every day and it takes tons of effort to get anywhere mm -hmm. life was like in your career like and i think for me i'm very happy because i count my blessings every day i know my family like we are together we are alive none of us have a like a terminal disease like my dad passed from cancer so like going through eight years of cancer was so painful yeah. that it gives you another perspective. Like you're thankful for breathing, from waking up, from being healthy. Mm -hmm. And then you understand that you have a job and that job pays bills, pays trips, pays meals out. Like you, how many people out, out there that cannot even, that don't have a job or they cannot even afford healthcare. Right. We have healthcare. If something happens to me tomorrow, I can go to the hospital and I won't be bankrupt for it. Right. Like those little things are things that ever, like I think whenever you live in a first world country, you take for granted all the blessings you already have, and they're not econ even not economical blessings. Like you have a house, and you're able to decide like what faith you want to like practice. Yeah. No one will come to knock on your door and tell you that you cannot be that religion or force you to be part of a religion. Mm -hmm. So there's so many kids going around the world and we're just so self-centered on how uncomfortable it is to wear a mask. Like it maddens me to like yeah. the top. So I think just understanding how blessed like we are of having whatever we have. Like we even for breathing every morning, it's just huge. So just whenever I find myself in a lot of, of trouble or in times of trouble, I just take a breath, a breath, a deep breath and see around. And I'm married to the love of my life. I have a great family. I have a job that I enjoy. I have a career that even if it's not this job, I can find another one. Like just those little things keep me, keep me on my feet. I love that. I love that. I, I used to do that with my, um, my younger son when we drove to school. He'd be quiet and I'd say, what are we thankful for today? And he was... This was in grades, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade. And sometimes he would just look out the window and it'd be a, one day it was a dark, cloudy, rainy day. And he's like, I'm grateful that it's raining because then the flowers will have all the water and then they can bloom and the trees can grow and whatever. Instead of being, oh, it's a rainy day and I can't go outside for recess. He started, yeah. I, I've tried to do that with him. Like, so he thinks, oh, well, why is this, why is this good? Or, you know, what could be good about That's it? That's right? amazing. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that you have that philosophy. And I'm sure that's helped you so much, you know, just, just in life. Cause like my, my, my mom passed from cancer too. And it's like, you really, you really get a sense for like, you know, uh, the brevity of life and, and, and you feel grateful when you, when you have a healthy body and like, okay, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I have, I have a healthy body and I have food and I have shelter. And so I'm going to, that, that's pretty darn good. That, that's a good, that's a good. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> In case you haven't noticed, right? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I really love that. And, uh, yeah, I, just, I appreciate you sharing all your stories. And I hope, I know it's going to be interesting. I want, I want to see Mexico City so now. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if you want to, when, when we're past all this, someday I want to be able to do this. I wanted to be able to do episodes as I travel. And oh, so, yeah. So maybe someday, if you guys, you and Dean are down there, you can just to see, like, even if it's it might be solo shows or when I meet someone that's doing something interesting, like making making some unique food or 
someone oh, that's yes. an expert on one of the temples, they could talk talk to us about that, and you know that would be that would be super fun. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to to listening to those. So cool, cool, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me and sharing all your stories. And I know people will. I know there's just a lot of things people can take from that. So I really, really appreciate it and appreciate you. Thank you very much, Carlo. You're a very good friend of ours. And it was it, it has been a joy uh, meeting you and sharing this opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, we're so happy that that and proud of, of the work you're doing, um, the book, the podcast, and we really like you and we wish you just all the best. Thank you. I love you guys both. And I'm, I'm really happy that you're in my life. So thank you. Same fees. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was a wrap with Shirley, and that was so much fun, and I knew she would have a lot of cool stories, and I learned so much, not only about her and then Mexico and Mexico City and her journey to coming here, and just those, those it just resonates with some of the experience of experiences I've had and traveling and learning about different cultures, but I've never actually just totally moved somewhere new. Um, and then learning about her, just her her philosophies and thoughts on life, and that that having a grateful heart is just such a such an important thing. And being genuinely curious. Oddly, I just I'm just finishing the I re listened to this Leonardo audiobook and the author Isaacson Walter Isaacson. I could be wrong on that. He talks about Leonardo's curiosity as something that like was so important to him and his life and who he was and all the things that he discovered. So yeah, ha having a grateful heart and a curious mind goes a long way to, 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 I think, making life more enjoyable and interesting and bearable and, uh, you know, able to get through tough times. So uh, thank you, Shirley, for coming in and joining me. I appreciate it. I hope you all learned something. Again, please don't don't uh, forget to like and subscribe if you're enjoying this podcast. I'm having fun. I'm getting. I have a lot of fun guests lined up coming up. So don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and uh, do. If you get a thing, if you get a chance to drop a review where you can, that really really makes a difference. So, and as always, you can find out what I'm doing on carloblog.com. I've started adding more videos to the page. And I've expanded the reviews section. So I'm getting, I'm starting to get more and more professional reviews from companies and professional bloggers and things like that. So as I add more of those, I'll keep adding those to the, to the website and links to the various places where those are coming from. So with all that, thank you. Keep staying curious. Yeah, try to adopt that grateful, grateful heart and enjoy your journey. Thank you so much.